You're listening to Season 2 of the Real Women Shine podcast, sponsored by Beach Candy Swimwear, a brand for women by women since 2011. I am your host, Britt, founder, pattern maker, and designer at Beach Candy Swimwear. As seen on E! News, The Real Housewives of Orange County, Good Day LA, and also named Editor's Pick in Sports Illustrated. This year, we are celebrating a decade in business and over 10 years of empowering conversations with women worldwide. At Beach Candy Swimwear, we believe real, everyday women truly do shine the brightest. Join us as we dive deep into the extraordinary and welcome to the Real Women Shine podcast sponsored by Beach Candy Swimwear. Hey everyone. Today on the Real Women Shine podcast, we are hosting an extraordinary woman, mother, and entrepreneur who made the courageous leap outside of her corporate career and started her own business at 45 years old just four months before the pandemic hit. She has not only made it to the other side, but has thrived and created quite a viral stir throughout the chic high desert scene in California. As she recently not only received one, but two of the best of awards in fashion and home decor by Palm Springs Life magazine. So babes, we hope we add a little inspiration to your day and check out this real woman's shine. Hey Stella, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Yeah, it feels like summer. Oh, it sure does, especially out this way. So Stella owns Rancho Relaxo in the Rancho Mirage Palm Springs area. And this isn't your ordinary store for so many reasons. So um, let's get right into it, Stella. Tell us a little bit about you and what you're up to. So uh, Rancho Relaxo, thank you. It was wonderful having your you and your husband come in that day. Our destination boutique in Rancho, in the Palm Springs area, in Rancho Mirage. We're, we've got about 3,600 square feet. We carried around the theme of Desert Modern. We opened in November 2019. I've had a previous career in retail, but this was the first time doing something on my own. And it's really the first time that I've curated around things that give me joy. We've been able to cultivate a little bit of a, a tribe of people who have a similar sensibility and to be around a beautiful product that has a story. And so our job is to tell those stories and to represent the artisans that we work with. I remember when I first came into your boutique just recently, I was so blown away with how curated every product was, how local, how artisanal and beautifully, there was a beautiful selection. There was really something for everyone. And I I was blown away by the boutique and then I met you and, and it all, it all made sense. And I really could see your vision come to life. So thank you so much for all your hard work. And uh, it really looks like it's paying off. The death of retail has been trumpeted for quite a while now. And I think that what that is overlooking is that people still want experiences. People still want uh, beautiful objects. People still want to feel that connection. And I feel like the, the creation of products is something that can bridge all of those. Absolutely. So, um, it's, it's, it's been really interesting to see. Um, you kind of have to tune out what other people are telling you not to do um, to make sure that you're represented. 
Absolutely. And you did open Rancho Relaxo just about four months before the pandemic hit. So what made you thrive during that crazy time and this crazy time that we're in? Well, it was um, one of the things that I really, a superpower that I honed over the last year was focusing on things that were under my control. I mean, it was such a chaotic time. It was surreal. And um, I mean, probably the most wonderful thing about the last year is how universal, like everyone went through this journey. And there was definitely weird and wild and scary. But day to day, it was going to the office and I used the time to create my website, um, focusing on things that were in my control. Mm-hmm. So there wasn't that much, but um, every day was just you know one step forward, being deliberate. And it was a lot of tuning out what was going on in the world to just focus on, okay, here's my mission. I'm going to keep moving forward. Absolutely. And that's, that's something that has definitely helped with my sanity. I mean, it's very easy to look outside of yourself and your business and think about, you know, what could have been, what should have been. Um, but it's, it's a really soul crushing exercise to do that. And I felt like shifting the focus to me and what was in my powers, um, it was empowering. That takes self mastery in of itself, being able to tune things out and just focus on your world, what you're creating and not letting the negativity in. So what you've built with Rancho Relaxo, there's such a community, there's such a sense of community in your store in such a fresh and authentic way. And I know that was one of the first things I noticed. Was that always your plan or and rallying a community or did that happen uh, organically? You know, I get a lot of press and attention around the, the building community. I think I'm lucky because it's something that is what I view as the easiest and most natural way to, to proceed. I've, I've um, never been one to thrive under a spotlight. I've always relished in promoting other people, um, mm-hmm. whether it's connecting friends or talking about a product that I love. That's something that gives me joy is like celebrating other people's successes. So when it came to Rancho Relaxo, the easiest thing I could do was just to find other amazing people who were doing amazing things and tooting their horn. And it's almost like the DNA of social media is based on tweets and retweets and tags and retags. And I'm kind of doing that on an organic level with my store. So one of the things when I, I work with um, with vendors and artisans and uh, you need to make a, a visit back because this is something I owe you is um, I'll give them a t-shirt from Ranch Relaxo because I know that they're going to put it on and tell everyone that this is Rancho Relaxo. This is the newest store that is carrying my products. And that type of press is just invaluable. So it really brings a humanity that there are actual people creating things that are in the store. And I think that's something that's definitely been lost. You do lose sight of the fact that there's humans behind the business. And I think that's something that you can't avoid in Rancho Relaxo because that's our job is to tell those stories. I just love that. That is like, uh, I hope that's our new normal. And I hope this is the beginning of a a whole new 
way of doing business because it is a pleasure to shop with you at your store. It's just incredible. Well, you've been um, doing it for 10 years in the U.S., which I think is, to me, not being an actual creator. I mean, I've created a community, a shop, but I'm not like making product. To create product in the United States, to me, is amazing because we don't, we've lost a lot of that tradition and the craftsmanship around it. But I think what's happening is people are seeing the struggles of being a part of the world community, like shipping and receiving from across the world. And to be able to support something that is made domestically is, is really wonderful and powerful. So congratulations to you for doing this for 10 years. I mean, you were on the forefront. Thank you, Stella. So how do you find balance in your life? I know that's something I always have struggled with, but I always love hearing from fellow business owner to business owner. How do you find balance in your life? I know you're a wife, a mom, a friend. So how do you, how do you make that work? Oh gosh, I would say that is not one of my superpowers. It's a work in progress. I think I have had, I've been connecting with some of my friends a little bit more recently and the mantra that I've been hearing is um, be easy on yourself. Don't be Absolutely. so critical. So I'm trying to do that little baby steps, but definitely this next chapter is going to be more focused on balance and making myself stronger. You could probably relate the last year has been like survival mode. Mm -hmm. And I'm just, I'm <laughs> really like, it's, it's weird. It's a little weird being like, okay, I actually... I'm not going to drown in this, in this mess. I'm going to make it, but you know, let me make myself a little bit better, stronger and happier in the process. So it's, it's a work in progress. Definitely not one of my superpowers though. I think every woman uh, would say that you're on the right path and, and you just, I mean, starting a business is birthing and, and, uh, uh, you know, it's a lot. It's <laughs> so a lot. <laughs> it takes so much. There's not even, there's not even a word for it. So congratulations to you and starting during this time and thriving so well. It's just so commendable what you're up to. Tell us a little bit about your career path. I know that's a very inspiring aspect to me, and I'm sure the listeners will agree about uh, how you came across what you do now and, and how it's led you to where you are today. Yeah, well, th thank you for asking. It's been a, an interesting journey. And um, I, I do hope people take inspiration from it because one of I had many seminal moments along the way, but um, one of the most seminal was making the decision in my late 20s to do something different. And I, I shared with you that at the time I felt so old, you know, am I too old to make this decision? But um, I got started, uh, I grew up in Ohio. And I was always very good at math. I always loved art, but was just kind of, you know, my family dynamic, a lot of engineers, and it was kind of pushed into that, that way. So I studied economics in undergrad, and um, I went into finance because that's kind of what everyone in my school was doing. And I was involved in, um, I, I remember um, Amazon and eBay going public like 20 some years ago when I, I graduated and was a junior investment banker. And I went into um, the internet space after that. And you know, mid 20s was not really happy with where I was going. And the one thing that I 
I really was seeking was working with something tangible. I was working mm-hmm. with numbers. I was working with algorithms and I really craved something tangible. And serendipitously came across someone who was involved with fashion merchandising. She asked what I wanted to do. And I, I, I said, um, you know, I, I, I said, I, I like reading magazines. And she was like, oh my God, well, you should be in fashion merchandising. I naively didn't even know that that was an industry, that that was a career. Um, so I made a career change and I started entry level. I moved to New York, got started at entry level at Liz Claiborne, which I subsequently went, went on to work at limited brands, Liz Claiborne, Ralph Lauren. So big, like 20,000 uh, person American fashion companies. And it was joining an industry where the skills, the analytical skills combined with artistic proclivities was forged to make a really strong combination. It's also a career career path that there's a majority women and you're working with really strong, smart women. And I remember vividly one of the early uh, meetings that I had with my team at Liz Claiborne and we were talking about, I mean, basically about shades of gray. And it was just fascinating. I was like, oh my God, there's so many nuances to this industry. And I, I loved it. I loved it from day one. And that was 16 years ago now. Wow. So, um, you know, 16 years ago, I thought I was too old. <laughs> and now I feel like I'm just getting started. That's amazing. So you made a co- total career shift around 30 years old. Yep. That's incredible. And what was your key takeaway from working with these large corporate, these huge companies? What um, what kind of do you carry with you to this day from that time in your life? Well, I have a lot of respect for, for the companies that I worked with, Ralph Lauren being the most recent. And in Ralph Lauren, they have something, they call it um, polo polite. And I just really respected at every level, you know, from Mr. Lauren down, just the integrity that everyone operated under, the pride in their work, the pride in their product, the pride in their brand. But what I learned over the course of about 15 years working corporately is that everyone is your client. And it's incredibly important when you're in a team environment or you've got external clients, internal clients, is really treating them as such. So my boss was my client, my team members were my client, and trying to understand what my role is and how I could better serve them. And now I'm in a very extreme customer service focused Uh, role, having my own retail store, but really that level of customer service was honed working for big corporations. Growing up, uh, owning a storefront and starting a brand, was this something you dreamed of as a young girl? Um, You know, I have early conversations with my parents where I I said, you know, this, this is what I wanted to do. And then it's funny, I, after working in corporate America, I was like, God, I don't know if I, I want to work that hard because it really sounds like a lot of work to have your own shop. <laughs> um, so when I embarked on this, I mean, my eyes were wide open. I was like, oh my God, I am, I am my next chapter. I'm not going to have a day off. I'm going to be you know, the IT department. That was 
the most, um, I was most nervous about being my own IT department. I was going to be advertising. I was going to be marketing. Um, so I think as a, a younger person, I romanticized it. But then as I got older, I was like, oh my God, that sounds like a lot of work. And then, you know, life is funny. It just kind of kicked <laughs> me, kicked me in that direction. And it was like, okay, you're ready for this now. <laughs> and what made you feel um, most prepared for it? What was the what was the point where you're like, okay, this is the next step? Well, you know, it was, um, in hindsight, it was an easy decision, but it was actually a, a lot of soul searching. And I think, you know, the, the people who are listening to this, I'm imagining there's a lot of women who are on a career path. And, you know, when, when you look at kind of the fate of women in the workforce over the last year, I was really on a path where, I mean, I, I actually, I wasn't on a path. I worked for a company and I, I loved what I did. I loved what I did on paper, but I was there for, you know, approaching a decade. And it was to the point where, you know, I guess I could continue doing it. I wasn't getting a lot of warm and fuzzies that it was going to change at all. And so it was really, you know, what do I want out of my life? Am I ready to do something amazing? You know, I guess I was fortunate because the, the situation around me opening my company was uh, my company relocated and didn't really look like they were wanted to take me along. I was getting a lot of mixed signals. And so I just decided to do it on my own. And I felt, you know, this it falls under the theme of um, focusing on what you can control. When I was working for someone else, I didn't, I didn't control anything, um, you know, decisions were made beyond behind closed doors that, you know, you kind of can get swept up in, in the, the wave of decisions. And that was daunting knowing that, you know, relocation was happening, not understanding where my position was going to be in it. So very daunting to open your own business, but it goes back to, well, at least I had my eyes um, pretty open as to, you know, when the tsunami waves were going to come hitting. So the common theme is being able to control my destiny. Yeah, absolutely. And you had mentioned how overwhelming it is to start a business. And I know we all get in that, you know, analysis paralysis type of uh, cyclone, but how did you know where to start and what steps did you take to even get your brand off the ground? Yes, that's, I had a lot of conversations with my husband before I started and um, he's incredibly supportive and, and he's asked me like, how did you know how to do this? And I think one thing that I realized about myself is as I'm proceeding, as I'm making little decisions every day, I'm just expecting to make a mistake. But I'm also, I think another one of my superpowers is being able to course correct sooner rather than later. And that course correcting, and this is something else, a skill that I refined working in the corporate world is doing postmortems, like what worked, what didn't work, what are we going to do differently? And so I knew when I got started that I didn't know like a, a, a large percent of what I needed to know, but I knew that I'd be able to figure it out along the way. And I knew that if I did something wrong, I would be able to course correct. And so that to me is, is really liberating. Um, and it's just little small steps every day. And I mean, I literally start my day with writing a list and I have, I, I do it on a, a single sheet of um, printer paper 
and I have them kind of all accumulated because I don't really throw away my lists. Just every day, um, I write a new list because every day the priorities change. And like, you know, for example, this morning I set out with my day and I had a list of 10 things that I needed to do. And then I got an email saying that Google doesn't like my website for some reason. And so suddenly my focus was, okay, how do I get Google to like me again? <laughs> uh, but priorities are always changing. Yes. And it's, um, it's being able to kind of put your, your, your finger up in the wind and see which way it's blowing on that given day. And then taking the steps forward that will give you the most impact uh, within your control. That's a great bit of advice there. And with the name Rancho Relaxo, it's iconic, by the way. I absolutely love it. How did you come up with that name? Thank you. Um, well, I'm very grateful that it resonates with my customers. Um, I One of the other things as I was embarking on this journey, I was in this uh, phase where I was asking a lot of people's opinions and I stopped doing that because, you know, I, people are trying to be helpful, but they end up telling you what you should do, what you shouldn't do, what, you know, should make you nervous. And it kind of freaked me out. Like, the, the idea of consensus building among um, you know, the, the Roman choir. So I, when it came to my name, I, I made the decision. It came from my husband. He is from DC and about 30 years ago, graduated from college and took a road trip cross country and Rancho Mirage was the destination. You know, it took 20 years later, he ended up moving here. But uh, for that particular road trip, they had a timeshare in Rancho Mirage and the whole way they called it Rancho Relaxo. So I would love him telling the story of that road trip. And I, I love the name Rancho <laughs> Relaxo because for me, you know, coming from Ohio, fantasizing about living in California, living here, it's like, oh my God, I have arrived. This is where I've wanted to live all my life. Yes. And I'm here and it's Rancho Relaxo. And oh, by the way, I have like, a pretty extreme love of alliteration. <laughs> so I, um, made the name Rancher, I chose the name Rancher Relaxo. And um, I mean, it's really, I think that people are uh, resonating, the name resonates with them, but also choosing the Roadrunner as the, the motif. Um, I mean, it's a really wonderful spirit animal that uh, is native out here. They're curious, they're fearless. Um, and so having that as my logo, I think has been like the one, two punch that you know, people, people love. But, um, I think I, I shared with you, uh, when I, when I first announced this on Facebook, like the, the very first comment was, <laughs> well, that's a stupid name. <laughs> oh my gosh. There's always I was like, Oh my God, maybe I should have asked, asked someone's opinion. And then one of my first customers came in and they said, so did you name it after the Simpsons episode? And I like, it was like, the soundtrack of my head was like tires screeching. And I was like, Oh God, I hope that's not going to be a problem. And it, it actually has, it hasn't been a problem. People have loved it. And I would say probably, I mean, 50% of our customers come in, they've seen someone wearing the t-shirt and they come up to, to me and they say, you know, we call our house rancher relaxo. And I'm like, Oh my God, that's wonderful. And I was like, and I will say, you know what? You're not alone. <laughs> You've really created a movement, not only in the store, but uh, ripples outside of it. And I, I, I can relate. I feel the same way. I think that name is, is iconic in every way. And 
your husband must be feeling like it's it was uh, serendipitous the whole thing him uh, meeting you driving out this way it feels pretty full circle I bet yeah you know not often that I look back air from my shoulder but recently I've been doing it a lot and it's, oh my god there's there's some order in the universe. It feels like there's like a, a master plan and things are falling into place. Exactly. So that's, exactly. Uh, that, that's been a good feeling. Amazing. Yes. They say that when you follow your bliss, that, that life just opens up in a whole new way. So that's... Yeah. No, I've, I've been experiencing that lately. What fuels you to keep going every day? What's your why? What, what gets you up in the morning? I would say being relevant is, is very important to me being connected with the universe and what people are looking for. And um, you'll, you'll see that in my, in my social media. I, I, I do my own social media and I put a lot of thought into what I'm saying on any given day or post. And there may be some days or weeks where I just, I, I'm feeling very silent because I, I haven't found my, my voice, but I want to be relevant. I want to, I want to be able to convey something that is connected with what's going on in the world that is going to lift people up. So for me, it's, it's being relevant and just continuing to evolve just taking little steps every day to make it better. That's incredible. Thank you so much, Stella, for, for joining us on the podcast today. And how do our listeners find you? Tell us a little bit more about uh, where your store is and, and your social media, et cetera. So if you're in the Palm Springs area, we're, we're like literally right smack in the middle of the Coachella Valley on 111 between Frank Sinatra and Country Club. Our website is rancherrelaxoca.com and Instagram rancherrelaxoca. We're always looking for interesting partnerships, products, people, um, collaborations. So please connect. If anything, it feels like the world is just getting smaller and more connected, which is a really wonderful feeling. It sure is. Well, thank you again, Stella, for sharing a little bit of your magic with us. And I look forward to seeing you very soon. Yeah, thank you, Britt. And um, honestly, kudos to you to have celebrated a decade doing what you do in the way that you do. It's um, something to be proud of. Um, but I think what speaks to me most about your brand and how you present yourself is you operate with such a high level of class and integrity. And that's really wonderful to be around. Thank you so much, Stella. The pleasure was all mine. And I really look forward to seeing what happens with Rancho Relaxo in, in your decade. <laughs> right. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us and listening to the Real Women Shine podcast. Cheers to 10 years of Beach Candy Swimwear. It's such an honor that we get to be a part of your day, and we hope to continue to inspire women worldwide. Make sure to subscribe to the show wherever you listen to podcasts, and while you're there, it would mean so much to us for you to rate and review us. To catch all the latest from Beach Candy Swimwear, you can follow us on our social media platforms at Beach Candy Swimwear. And we want to hear from you, so let us know your thoughts by sending a DM to at BeachCandySwimwear on Instagram or emailing us at info at BeachCandySwimwear.com. Shine on until next time, babes. Every woman has a story to tell. 
After 10 years in our fitting rooms with women from all walks of life at Beach Candy Swimwear, we believe this to be true. And we love nothing more than real conversations, real women, and real shine. And that's precisely why we started the Real Women Shine podcast. So if you or someone that you know leads an extraordinary life, has an inspiring story to tell, or owns an incredible business, we want to know about it. Please nominate them in the comments below, and we cannot wait to share your shine with the world.